You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. The Hardcore Podcast. I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. And I'm Tom. Gentlemen, would you look at the uh, audio software that we use? Is my mm. waveform coming in or no? It's coming in. Oh, very Looking nice. Good. Okay. Very low, but it's coming. <clears throat> well, let me turn up a little bit. We're going to turn all the way up for this one, everybody. We got so many topics to talk about. I'm in a double tree in. Those are the ones with the cookies that I can't eat. Uh, mm. In Fayetteville, no North would, Carolina. No one would tell you. No one would tell on you if you just grabbed one and just had a little. <laughs> no, I listen. I've never, I've never been a secret cookie man. I've never been a. Uh, ooh, it's ooh. I know it's not vegan, but uh, n- never yeah, been my. Patrick's thing. conscience is vegan as well. That's a fact. My the Jiminy Cricket of of uh, on my shoulder at all times is like, and now nah, you should probably ask. Um, okay. Only think about the, think, think about that DoubleTree employee who's got Patrick waddling up, being like, um, "Excuse me, are your are cookies vegan?" vegan? Yeah. Oh, like, no, God. it's got no meat in it. And they're like, "No, well, actually, do you use like any kind of animal?" Pro- like, uh, let like, me let me go look at the ingredients. Let me look at the Otis Spunkenmeyer fucking box and tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, all right. Let's let's uh, do some sponsors real quick, shall we? Let's go. Thank you and appreciation to Run for Cover Records. Oh fuck yeah, man! Got, 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 really back, got back to me by the way. Can I can I say uh, they kept me sweating for a couple of days? I was like, oh no. <laughs> then they got back to me. Uh, new self defense soon. Mm. Oh Bob, wow. you listen to what I sent it to you. I, I got it. I have not given it the proper listen. I will. Thanks, oh, I can see it. I can see I, that it's, got, I, it's a real priority. He, Tommy, he hit me on the side and guilted me. I did. I did. I sent him a uh, link to the end of the year 315 split seven inch and said, hey, uh, send me the new self-defense family. Um, If you're concerned about audio fidelity, remember that I heard this and said, yeah, this is good. So uh, it was a hard build. (laughs) I like it. Oh, thank you. And appreciation to Convulse Records. Oh, uh, 100%. Yes. Thank you and appreciation to To Live a Lie. D- double treat to the max. And thank you and appreciation to Close Casket Activities. Big cookies. I switched it up today. Usually I do the sponsors that we're going to read at the backside of the, the thanks and appreciation. Today I did them in the front. So let's start by going to Convulse Records, convulserecords.com. Uh, guys, I find myself in Denver, Colorado at a Courtyard Marriott. Uh, it's pretty nice. It's actually kind of uh, haven't checked. Uh, they don't give you the free cookies. Um, it's kind of like like Courtyard's a mid tier Marriott property, right? Um, sure. This is also me pitching because uh, we got asked about doing a Marriott Bonvoy ad like opportunity. So we'll see. I, I am a Bonvoy member, so consider this your free plug. Uh, but this Courtyard Marriott kind of sucks uh it's under construction 
The pool looked like it was lit. It is not lit. Uh, you know, the room's fine, though. The room's fine. Uh, but I am going to a Convulse Records show tonight. Uh, what is a Convulse Records show? Well, uh, people who are not familiar, Convulse Records, the folks behind it really, are also responsible for booking a lot of shows in and around Denver. Um, and by the way, I think they've helped kind of put some stuff on up in Wyoming as well, so that's sick. Uh, they're doing a brain tourniquet show tonight sick. that I'm pretty excited about. And so I wanted to feature that and say, uh, if you're aware, if you're unaware, go to their Instagram account, Convulse Rex Presents. Convulse, C-O-N-V-U-L-S-E-R-E-C-S-P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S. Convulse Rex Presents uh, for shows and booking shows in Denver. Shout out. That's so cool. You can see the difference they make here. Uh, both with the records they're putting out as well as the shows they're booking. And like, um, it's both a trickle down and a trickle up in this way because Pat. Denver's popping for hardcore, man. Denver's popping for hardcore. The drain show there was what, like 450 or 500 kids? It was hot. I do not recall, but it was. That hot. is wild. So, anyways, uh, go do that. Um, check out that account while you're waiting. We're going to go more in on this. But there is a pre-order for the Destiny Bond Be My Vengeance LP. Uh, it's kind of interesting band. Uh, I believe some of the versions are sold out, but you can still get the white vinyl out of 300. Uh, please go do that. Uh, you won't be disappointed. Other new stuff we'll touch later. Yambag, Strength and Numbers 7-inch. The Entry Exit Interview 7-inch, which I want to get our, our uh, at least a couple of us are, are pretty familiar with, friendly with Clayton. Um, and talk about that a little bit more. So convulserecords.com, check it out. Mm. Runforcoverrecords.com, runforcoverrecords.com. Go to that store, buy as much as you can because they need to release the new self-defense material. And uh, Lord knows that's a that's a heavy price to pay. Mm. <laughs> but Tom, what are we talking about today that Run For Cover has coming up? Today, we are talking about the new Fiddlehead LP, Death is Nothing to Us. The pre-order is up as of last week while you're hearing this. The record comes out at the end of August. Um, you can go to runforcoverrecords.com and get it. There's a multitude of colors. They also print it. So this is where Fiddlehead is in 2023. This is on the website, so I'm not telling tales out of school. Yep. Um, 75, 8,000, 9,000. It's 10,000. 10,000. Their first pressing was 10,000 records. Yeah. 10,000 records. And they have different, you know, um, they do the Magic Circle vinyl subscription. So there's yeah, 100 cool. that goes to that, which is a cool idea. Then Fiddle had the band will have their own and like Rough Trade and Revelation and Brooklyn Vegan. And then in this 6,500 neon orange. So like the standard version is a neon orange mm-hmm. and it's 6,500 of them. Um, first single came out called Sullen Boy. I like it. There's a video out. It's great. Um, I'm very excited for this record. I love the last two, and I'm stoked to hear the yeah. uh, this one. The the uh, finale of this trilogy. So we're excited. Uh, Death is nothing to us. Um, for some reason, it gets it has a real jock vibe to me. Like it's nothing to me. It's nothing to. Oh, you know what it is. Oh. Are you both familiar with the television program, my favorite TV show, and for many years running now, Inside the NBA on TNT? 
Yeah, I am familiar. Uh, with Charles Barkley, Kenny the Jet Smith, Ernie Johnson, and Shaquille O'Neal. Yes. Um, have you seen... This is classic. This is like peak television, peak entertainment to me that I think if you haven't seen this, it's um, you're really missing out. The uh, the one chip, the hot chip challenge, right? You familiar oh, with this? Oh, yeah. Very, very familiar. Are you I've familiar watched, with the, the watched, Shaquille O'Neal doing it? No. Did he did he vomit in a parking lot in, uh, in Omaha like my bandmates? No. <laughs> he did it live on the show. And I'll get to why it connects to this, but he does it live on the show and he's like, he's like, he's got that great monotone voice. That's like, is a deep, like, by the way, yeah, like he, he's, and so he's dared to do it. And he's like, this is nothing to me. This is nothing to me. That's what connects it to this fiddlehead record. So (laughs) to me, this fiddlehead record is Shaquille O'Neal going, Death is nothing to us. It's nothing. It's nothing. He's like, do you know who I am? You know what my frat? <laughs> so he's part of the Michael Jordan, uh, among others. Like, uh, they all have this brand, um, not Nexium, but they have this brand that's for this like athlete frat. And he's like shouting that out as he's got the chip in his mouth. He's chewing, and then you see his face start changing. He's like, ooh, ah. I'm not crying, no. And he starts he he starts reacting, and he's like, "It's it's if you haven't seen it, Shaquille O'Neal okay. One Chip Challenge. It's a must watch. It, it it's uh, it's unbelievable. Uh, and go order the Fiddlehead record, I guess, from Run for Cover. <laughs> Run for Cover Records dot com. Check it out, guys. How we doing? How we feeling? Uh, <clears throat> million bucks. It's a day off. Uh, just played uh, like a whatever the fuck sound stage is. Is that a thousand Baltimore. cap? Yes. Uh, uh, and it was absolutely nuts. Uh, I know that I talked at length about drain on the last podcast, but uh, it might happen again. I, f- I feel like to continue the uh, basketball shit, I feel like Pippen. Mm. Are you talking shit about like Michael Jordan being not the best player? And he's like, yeah, we no. wasn't even that good. He's saying, no. he's, he's saying he's 96 <laughs> Pippen. Like he's, he's yes. Pippen with the holding the shoe up saying, come back, There's Michael. Music from your library. Y- you know, actually, oh, okay. I, uh, consider me John Starks then. You, you know what I mean? I, I'm just, uh, I feel like I'm, I'm, uh, 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 I'm very good support, but I'm feeding the ball. Mm. So you're John Paxton. I'm John Paxton. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Um, actually, actually, can you name one of the, can you name a player that wears, uh, the, the glasses, uh, Mars Grant. Horace okay, Grant. I'm, I'm Horace, but was was Horace Wait, Grant? Are you best? his brother, Harvey Grant, who played for the Bullets? Or uh, what I'm trying to say is, I'm the second best player on the Jeremy Grant, who's currently the, a player. Or? I'm the second best player on a team that is uh, doing everything in my power to uh, put the best player in the best possible light. True. So that, that would be that, yeah. So who's that? That would be Pippen. Horace Grant was not. He was a good power forward. He was, num- he was number three. He was number three on the first yeah. three ch- championships. Um. You are a Pippin. Uh, shout out to Drain. It's it's made me think. There was a time early years, many eons ago, um, when we talked about how there almost seemed like there was a decided big three in hardcore of Turnstile, Power Trip, and Code Orange. Uh, honestly, depending on your predilection, you could arrange those at any three by your choice. As far as who was bigger, they were all you know, give or take similar sizes, uh, incendiary being right 
outside of that conversation as a proper fourth. Um, Drain's in that conversation to me right now. If we were to make a top three, um, almost feels unfair to keep turnstile there. But but I think um, it's like soccer. They get regulated to like the next level. I think them and yeah. Knox Lutz are no longer in the conversation because they That's can't right. be. That's right. That's they're right. They're in like right. they're in like you know they've moved up to like you know whatever you know like whatever man fighters yeah yeah Foo fighters fucking cold play level or whatever um yeah so anyways uh drain is certainly in the conversation for the biggest hardcore band right now um which is amazing and cool uh i love this tour um i gotta figure out where i can come see you guys i was sad not to be there on brooklyn um tom you got a chance to go you guys got a chance to to chill any good uh fit for air stories that you should tell about the gig um fit for air is a whole nother story um i saw drug church twice in like a four-hour period Mm. um they were great both times patty's voice held up for the second one i was a little worried for him because i know how hard it is for anybody to sing twice in a night but you know homeboy killed it um shows were great both shows were great soul blind was awesome it was really cool to see them back um oh yeah shout out soul blind yeah gel was great both shows magnitude was dope like watching that i was like oh man like i was like a kid and i came to this like yes this is like a game changer for people because it's like every band from you know combust opening the show to gel to magnitude to drug church to every single band got a reaction i that was not a thing before no, I I, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about that, and I'll keep it broad so it's a subject and not just uh, me talking about a tour I'm on. But uh, it is really, really, really encouraging to see uh, kids come to a bigger show because uh, I, I think I said this in a group chat with you guys. I used to think Saratoga Winners was the biggest venue on the planet, right? Right, right. Because <laughs> I was, was going like there. Garden. It was enormous, yeah. Yeah, I was going there when I was 16 or whatever, and it was like a barn, you know what I mean? So, right. so I, I thought it was so big. And now when I talk to people, they go, ah, maybe it was 800, maybe it was 1,000, whatever. But the to me, it was so big. And then to realize that a number of the shows that we played on this tour were sellout at, at slightly bigger uh, uh, numbers, it uh, it got me thinking about, oh, that's fascinating. I just played one of those big shows that some 16 year old, you know, and hardcore is not as young anymore. So like, let's say some 20 year old, some 20 year old is really imprinting on as, Oh yeah, I saw it. That was a big show. And that's, that's totally fascinating to me because, uh, you know, I don't, I don't mean this in any kind of humble way at all. I don't mean it in any kind of self-effacing, like, Ooh, I'm just a cute little guy sort of way, but I didn't, I didn't think I'd, you know, I, the type of music that I really enjoy playing, I didn't think was big room music. Right. So it, 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 it's, it's been a fun experience and, uh, to see, to just be able to be part of what drain has going on the show last night. I, I, I honestly, I used hate breed as a comparison before, uh, turnstile should be in my mind because drug church went out with them on uh, probably at this level <clears throat> time and space. Right. Uh, yes, but we, you did. But when we went out with them, both bands were support. So we didn't go out with Turnstile, unless my memory is failing me. No, you we went out with go- Story So Far, Turnstile. Yeah, right. So uh, we didn't get to see them necessarily on 
that like explosive headliner sort of thing, you know? And to see, so for me watching this happen for drain, like the show yesterday was, I mean, it was borderline. And I don't mean this literally don't, don't bring in litigation on anybody. It was borderline irresponsible. It was a fucking insane situation. And it, it's going to make a real impression. I think drain did everything right with this tour because it sells, it sells the next tour without saying a word. And I think it's such a, they've just done an excellent move here. And it sells the next show. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, Listen, it's gathering momentum. Yes. Th- yes. There, there was multiple people posting and everybody, I don't think this is good. I don't want you hurt at my shows at all, but <clears throat> multiple people posting relatively serious injuries from last night's show. And I don't think that'll discourage a single human being. It'll encourage four more. You know what I mean? Cause they just know it's a wild situation that they're walking into and everybody. So you understand it's not like they were kicked in the head with a boot. It's, it, it's a, uh, just that it's a wild, it's just a wild scene. And there is the potential for injury. Always bear that in mind. I claim uh, no legal uh, liability. Uh, Tom, uh, <laughs> Tom, I'm going to need you to draft something he up for his me. Disclaimer. He needs some boiling, <laughs> boiling plate text well, I here. think we might. We'll just ask the um, the guy from Cl- the Clay people that used to work the door at QE2. <laughs> Such if a you deep get, cut. If you can get that form together that he used, to, everyone used to have to sign to get into the QE2 to come see Indecision 1 King Down at the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the QE2. Uh, Bob, so, you, were so, you around for that? No, I never went up to shows there that early. Uh, so that's what you literally had to sign a waiver. I, yep. I want some I mean, Albany old head who has this to send a picture of it to us. Somebody has. I mean, this. it's not Someone worth the printed on. If we're being honest, like yeah, it would not. Because it wasn't even. I don't think it was like not everyone signed an individual. Like it was almost a sign-in sheet. Yes, much more like one. Yes, <laughs> it wasn't like you know I Patrick Henley absolve you know absolve you know fucking blah blah blah. It was like you were just signing in. Yes, and like, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, like, I, did, did you put your real name? Do you put fucking Bugs Bunny? Who the hell's gonna know? They yeah, weren't checking. I mean, people right. did. People did. But yeah. uh, so it, 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 I just want to say uh, the the action is real and it's just uh, true insanity. Uh, here's a quick question for you fellas: mm. Do you like the house lights on thing that Drain does? Yes or no? No. I, I, don't mind, I don't mind some lights. I don't want full lights. <clears throat> it feels like um, feels like when they turn the movie, the lights on in the movie theater after the mm-hmm. show. You know what I mean? It's like like all of a sudden I start looking around for people with brooms like coming in to sweep up. Um, I think you can do a brighter light thing. I wonder, and I mean, I guess you could ask. I'm assuming it's a considered decision. So I'm not against it because I actually think probably it's a good way for people to get less hurt, you know, or uh, know what's going yes. on around them. But I wonder if there's a way to do it more thematically. Like, like would this be the biggest problem with a fiddlehead drain tour? Because uh, fiddlehead is very considered in the way they use light for their live shows. So um, mm. if anybody's ever witnessed this, um, train your eyes on Pat Flynn looking at the lights before fiddlehead plays. He's very conscious and wants to know what's going on with them. It's very funny. Uh, okay. Gentlemen, 
Well, wait, wait, wait. Uh, Tom, was there? Tom, you, you wait. Is there anything else going on right now? <laughs> you know what? This past week has been super quiet and hardcore. Ah! Like nothing on the internet. Nothing's happening. No talks in in back rooms. No chats. Nobody, and no one had an opinion on anything. So it's like kind of hard to really. This is gonna be a struggle to get through this podcast because there was literally nothing that happened in hardcore <laughs> in the last seven days that we could really kind of talk about so you know yeah we could just kind of pull the plug early i think so yeah I mean, we'll do what we can but um yeah <laughs> it's learn. it's been quiet hey yeah everybody let's put it like this uh we'll talk on this eventually uh <laughs> tom and i tom and i oh, for people that don't know what we're talking about we're talking about a thing that happened and if it seems crazy that if you don't we, know what we're talking about now don't worry because honestly yeah, God bless you. it's 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 not fun it's it's as an outsider like, let's move on let's, yeah yeah but uh, it, suffice to say it's uh it would it, tom and i would be screaming at each other you know one <laughs> so, thing that i will talk about that's akin to this is that there's a world that exists that is of hardcore that is what we started this podcast with which is going to these drain shows uh if it's coming near you go go check it out uh, I'm really excited to go to a show tonight. Um, that has nothing to do with any internet hardcore conversation, and I largely feel like that's where this conversation exists. And when there's that level of disconnect or conversation from the internet bleeds into real life, as opposed to real life bleeding into the internet, I think something's something's askew. Yeah. I, I yeah, I agree. Um, I, I'm also, I think I probably speak for the three of us, uh, when I say it's a touch frustrating that we would like to talk on things, uh, just as neutral, not neutral. We'd like to talk on things that are just factual and having our own opinions, Mm -hmm. but as it happens, we have a, just a big enough platform that things that we say, uh, can make a situation worse. And that's explicitly not what we're trying to do. So we'll talk on things maybe sometime when it makes sense. Yeah. Um, Tom, I have some questions uh, for you specifically. For me specifically? For you. I find that hard to believe, but all right, let's do it. (laughs) Do you think hardcore's thriving right now? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. I think it's, it's as good as it's been in a very long time. Can you think of a time where it was comparably in a great place? Um, well, I mean, there's always been times. Like, I feel like this is a little bit more sustained and a little bit more spread out than, you know, I mean, like the Trapped Under Ice blacklisted Have Heart Years or whatever, whatever that era was. It was pretty no, popular. Like, like late aughts, sure. Late sure. aughts. Um, early aughts, the American Nightmare, you know, the Bridge Nine Trust Kill Years. Mm-hmm. Popping, yeah. Before that, mid ninety, like mid to late nineties, and then before that was probably like late eighties. Yeah. So I mean, but like not to this. Like I feel like this is sustained, and it's it's. There's not a few. I mean, there are a few bands at the very very tippity top, but like yeah. But there's still a lot of bands that are still drawn like five hundred kids places. Like not everything's a fucking drain drug church tour. No. But there's a lot of stuff that's still killing it on a local and you know regional level. 
that we haven't seen in a very long time. No, and I, I want to. I, I, your last point there is the most cogent to me, and and like just like vibrant. Um, and let me frame it a different way. I think that there's this weird, healthy middle class of bands, and it's a funny thing to say. I'm not trying to class structure or hardcore scene, but there's this healthy group of bands who I think if they went and played any town USA, fifty to seventy kids are going to come check it out. Minimally, Yo, that's yeah. that's and it's minimally. I'm talking about like the remotest outpost for a band who hasn't really toured, but has a little bit of name exposure. I think you could still say like any number. And then there's bands who it's like, hey, I think significantly stronger than that. You know, um, right? The mid. I think there's. I think there's exactly right. I think there's no less than a dozen. Man, maybe more bands who can draw 150 kids basically anywhere they play right now who are in hardcore or around hardcore. Um, and I want to give a shout out and credit to band like Turnstile, band like Drug Church, band like Drain, uh, who have been doing these tours where they bring some of these bands out with them. Um, this Drain tour was not just something that fell together seems very considered seems very thoughtful and uh you know we go in these waves where we're kind of shouting the praises but i think it's really deserved restraining orders jumping on this drain drug church tour tomorrow i believe and gum is jumping on shortly thereafter ms paint did a huge group of these dates all these bands it's like yo they're getting exposed to how many people at these shows Oh, oh shit. Gel is doing these things. Gel's going to be a band who's going to be able to pay that forward very soon. We're seeing these bands pay it forward. I don't mean that in any hokey way. I mean it in being a, hey, not only do we love touring, not only are we seeing a little bit of success, we're going to say, cool, cool, here's the ladder and hand it to the next two, three, four bands have them come on tour and that is the sustaining you know that's the sustenance that's the kind of thing that um can make hardcore as this like bright thriving thing right now in the moment continue for the next five to ten years in a really serious fun cool way um yeah you know uh patrick where are you at do you see it like that yeah, I mean, as I think I said last time, it's it's uh, my only expectation is that it, it, when things are as popular as they are right now, there's going to be a rebuttal, and that rebuttal is mm. going to take us down a different path. Mm. Hopefully, hopefully things stay like. Look, if it's not my band getting opportunities, I hope it's somebody else's band getting opportunities, and if it, that's in a different sound because that's where the zeitgeist takes us. This isn't me being, uh, you know, this isn't false humility or whatever. I good for them do you know what i'm saying <laughs> like good for yeah. them if right now we're in a very approachable place in hardcore right uh where it's uh highly inclusive uh i'm gonna i'm gonna say uh, on this train tour <clears throat> um i've seen more different types of people th- th- in places that i hadn't previously and I think that that's good. Like we've talked before about how hardcore gets this rep as being like, you know, just uh, white guys of a certain age. And we've been very honest about 
yeah, that in certain places that is undeniably true. And in other places it's, it's much less true. Right. And, uh, on this tour, I'm seeing literally every type of face. So Love it. I, I, I think it's a very cool, very cool moment, but look, <laughs> I'm not going to use any names, but uh, <laughs> a man that many of us, many of us listening to this would know, uh, was at the show the other day and I asked him what he thought about it. And he just candidly said, I just wanted somebody to get hurt. (laughs) And I said, that sounds really maladjusted. And he said, he said, listen, man, you know what it is. And, and, and like, we just looked at each other's eyes and I do know what it is. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I, I understand like to him, hardcore is, is maybe, maybe not its best but most built for him when it is mm. a dangerous place full of really fringe characters. Sure. Right. Sure. No, no, and, and this, is dangerous in a yeah, this is dangerous in a different way. That's true. But, um, here's the deal, uh, for me and you, and I'll allow you guys to talk in a second. Uh, it, it <laughs> nice. is, is there anything wrong with his perspective? No, no, no. Uh, it, 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 it's, it's simply to say that, Right now, I'm benefiting from the moment. I my only concern about the more violent stuff is that that stuff that stuff becomes exclusive potentially in a negative way uh, by virtue of the fact that you are weeding out a lot of the a lot of the people that just frankly just you can't take a punch. And I don't mean that in like a tough guy way. I mean, like you shouldn't have to take a punch to enjoy something. (laughs) So I'm just saying it it is, I worry that we might lose some of the faces that I'm seeing right now. If we pivot to uh, that other vibe right now, I, uh, even though I play the friendly stuff, I, I really love the unfriendly stuff. So I'm good either way in a lot of regards, but uh, it's just. I don't think you eat the same when the unfriendly stuff is uh, is, oh, is popping. I uh, know. Uh, not good the, for your that, business. Not good for Patty Inc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the uh, my girlfriend potentially asking. Uh, you went out for how long? For what? You know, <laughs> and then I go. Yeah, well, we're we're cool. yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. and then I have to, and then I have to explain to. My- <laughs> My very my loving girlfriend who doesn't really have any interest in in this type of music at all. I have to explain to her. Sorry, babe. Beat down is in. Yeah. So that's the, and it's the moment. If this movie was in 1989 of your life, uh, she's pulling out the classifieds and circling po- possible yes. full time jobs for you and saying, <laughs> like, "Here you Patrick, go. Get here's to work. A job, here's a job in a plastics factory." Yeah. <laughs> Here, here's injection mold. You could be an injection molder. <laughs> You're qualified. Um, so here's here's a question. I have two two questions. One that just popped in my head, and then one that uh, kind of ties back into what we were saying. This derails a little bit here, and I let you get in here too, Tom. Tom, speaking about non-hardcore folk, etc. You know, like Gen Pop, actual general population people, civilians. Civilians out of one hundred civilians, it's like family feud. Well, well, just just uh, I don't have an answer for this for myself. I have to think about it. I'm asking the question real time for both of you. But Tom, start us off. Out of one hundred civilians, how many of them have thrown a punch uh, after the age of twenty-one? 
I don't at another living human, not 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 in a sparring, not I take right, basketball right. or jujitsu, like right now with Billy Blanks, like an actual like punch. Yeah, I went to punch yeah, yeah. yeah, like punching someone in an altercation or non-training sparring setting. Uh, I mean, I would say maybe twenty, maybe. Wow. Okay, I'm thinking like maybe maybe five out of a hundred. I think it's I'm from New York, low. though. People like I know. Well, I was thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Patrick, where's your answer? Out of a hundred civilians, <clears throat> random, se- random selection, <laughs> random selection, or uh, guys that have picked fights with me at a gas station? <laughs> no, no. Out of a hundred random civilians, you know, of of medium range. Yeah, I'd put it under ten. Okay, all right, and then I really don't have an answer for this, but for the hardcore set. Out of a hundred uh, folks of the core, moshers, let's call them, how many have thrown a punch as an adult? Seventy-five oh. percent. Oh wow, Patrick! I've thrown a punch as an adult, and I'm an, I'm like not a fucking dude that likes to yeah. fight. You're not a no, but yeah, uh, but uh, Tom, as you pointed out, it's like uh, you know, first Patrick, I have I thrown a punch. At a you know what I mean? Like, what, what are we talking about? You know, yeah, like, listen, I, 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 I and it's not a. I, I am literally unproud of it. You know, like, um, what is your number, Pat? Out of a hundred, uh, hardcore kids. I'm putting over twenty one. Over twenty one. Over twenty one hardcore kids throwing a punch in anger, uh, or self defense. Sure. Uh, I'm putting it at fifteen percent. Fifteen out of a hundred. So just above civilian numbers, not a shot. No, he's triple. He's tripling his civilian. He, no, you said he said that's under ten percent. Right? Yeah, yeah, under ten. So okay. now he's saying fifteen percent for hard. Like that's crazy. Maybe, maybe I don't know. I don't know. We're forgetting that the average hardcore kid it can go his entire fucking existence without throwing a punch. I, I mean, th- I hope they do. I hope they do. I don't know. You know, um, it's an interesting. I bet there's people who go who are saying. Ninety percent. I bet there's people who are saying two percent. I don't. I have no idea. I have no uh, well, idea. That's, that's well, that, well, let's get you throw a punch after twenty one. No, the last punch I probably. Th- well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> right, the Pat, me and you aren't the dudes. Tom's not the dude. None of the three of the people on this call are the dude who's throwing a punch. Yes, I understand. You know what I mean? but what, here's like, what I'm saying. Think of the shame on a business call, a Zoom call, and it's like you know somebody a professional call for you. Tom, you the same. Somebody says. Hey, I, I'm sorry to have to do this, but I, I just need to survey the room. Everyone who has thrown a punch as an adult, not in a gym class, uh, but at another human, uh, please raise your hand. How meekishly are you raising your hand? Like, fuck me. I'm a scumbag, right? Uh, uh, can I tell you? I mean, I think sometimes you got to do what you got to do, you know? I'm agree, not yeah, agree, but try to explain that to Gen Pop people uh, who are just like, what? It, it could honestly really change the way they think of you. I threw punches at Nazi, Nazi, so I will tell my boss that tomorrow if you want True. to. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, it depends on what you fought over. Sure. I didn't, I didn't get in a fucking mosh beef. Sure. I got in a, like, no, running these Nazis out of the show in Jacksonville. I'm throwing a punch. Patrick, Patrick's was just a mosh beef, obviously. <laughs> just, just a mosh beef. No, I've taken, I've t- I mean, I'm sure I'm not alone in this. I've taken more punches than I've given in the last fucking 20 years. But the the, uh, but the amount of time that Pat's been like, yo, it's on site with so-and-so. Do you just not see anybody? No, uh, here's Tom. It, it, this is uh, the only time that I'll advocate for, my, for myself as a tough person is I have approached more people with a willingness to fight. And right, yeah. 
and it gone the and it gone not, in a more not, adult way. Yeah. Confrontation, confrontation as an adult is an interesting thing because there's a lot of people who are uh, that that is a big step in itself. I, there, I encourage fel- that. There, there's fellas that I've sh- shaken their hand and said, "Listen, before we got to have a conversation right now," mm-hmm. and 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 it's and with the expectation that it would go bad, but as an adult, I have to be. De- I'll say this. I have to be dealing with a very profoundly unreasonable person for for it to go anywhere other than, hey man, let's you and I have a serious conversation right now. And and it, it I've done that multiple times in the, even the last ten, and it's gone well. I walked away from those situations with a mutual respect. Uh, I I feel like sometimes I've been misrepresented afterwards, but but <laughs> with a mutual respect, I think and. Uh, you know, uh, but I, when pushed, I have approached people with the expectation that, okay, you know, this might go the other way, but, uh, no, I've been very lucky and particularly we've talked about it cause not everybody likes me. So, so, uh, I've been very lucky in that regard. Uh, can well, I tell you good to you so far? Uh, yeah, what were you exactly. going to say? Go ahead. What are you going to say? I got, I'll get back to the second thing. Here. Uh, let me just tell a funny story. <laughs> so, uh, before, uh, the show in Philadelphia, I am on a Zoom meeting uh, with one man who knows me and two men who do not. The uh, two men who do not are uh, one of them's reasonably powerful, and the other one is is uh, like a properly paid ass fucking powerful motherfucker. And I'm doing my best to be charming, to be affable, uh, and also to be knowledgeable on the thing that I'm talking about. And the other two felt that man, the big let's call him the big man. Big man arrived two minutes late to the meeting. Grand in those two in those two minutes, I'm having a conversation with the man I know and the man I, the other man I don't know about what I'm doing. Why am I doing a Zoom meeting from a van? And well, <laughs> well, it's the only quiet place here. And then we're talking about, you know, kind of the type of music I play, et cetera, et cetera. And we talk about how you could turn into van life and been like, I'm a YouTuber. I should have. That's probably less embarrassing than being in a band. Well, well, I'm explaining. Well, I'm I'm playing. I'm playing a church, and I. It's kind of a church a shallow basement. church basement. It's a shallow stage, and uh, as a result, the it's actually the better stage divers, but that that kick me with some regularity. So I'm expecting, I'm expecting some hits to my chest, neck, and face in the next hour and a half. And so we're having, so we're having that conversation, and uh, then when we're saying our goodbyes, the big fish, uh, he hears the the guy say, "Have a good time, you know, to, uh, good luck with the beating," and uh, and the big fish asks, "Oh, what what are you talking about?" And we say, "Oh, you arrived late, but I'm about to be kicked in my neck and face," <laughs> and and I I, you know, and I, 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 no, I I explained, and he goes. There's a pause and it is literally the Simpsons. I sleep in a big bed with my wife meme. When the man goes, the man goes, Oh, I was, I was going to open like a, a, a Chardonnay and be with my wife. <laughs> like, well, different, was, for different folks. It was so funny to be like, cause he had good comedic timing. There was a pause and he just goes, Oh, I was going to open a bottle of wine with my wife. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you like that meme? It's a good one. Uh, oh, it's, it's, I mean, it's spot on. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, 
uh, go on, Bob. Yo, so here's my question because, Pat, you said this, Tom. You, you actually painted the picture uh, as we talked about these, these uh, you know, these, these flourishments, these flourishing moments of hardcore. We're not saying that things didn't happen in the interim. You know what I mean? No, of course. And Patrick made the point of hardcore secularly is about cause and effect, call and response, right? There's thing A happens, so then B comes back. B happens, so then A comes back. Or C comes in the room, and it's change, and you see this. Is there a space, and this is why this idea of like, one, what is what would be the rebuttal? What would be the response to what is going on right now? Because from my perspective, stylistically, there's so many different things that are going on, so many different threads that are being pulled, many of which are finding success in the same pockets, some in different pockets. There seems to be a really push down. Like, I'm not seeing hate you know like you know you hear it in the tone in which we talk sometimes of like you talk about youth crew stuff or metalcore and those were two things that didn't gel but we're talking about it now and the same person likes poison the well and floor punch so what would be the rebuttal to the energy of going on right now because i can't even fathom it would it be like like the re- return, I mean, it, but it never went away. But like basement hardcore being more vocal, maybe. Oh, okay. Maybe. So yeah, there's two directions it could go. It could go in a more goonish direction, or it could maybe. go in a more snobbish. Direction. I mean, it's kind of goonish now. There's eh. a goonish thread. There's a goonish thread. There is a goonish. I'm mean, not goon like not saying it in a bad way, but there's heavy. No, like, the heavy it's the not like the only bands that are popping are like you know drug church level heavy. No, it's like there's bands like. Like tsunami is a hard mosh band, and they <laughs> fucking tsunami do fill, fill in bigger rooms than I am playing no, heavy music and, for sure. And, 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 like, everyone's eating now, right? Yeah, and dude, and, gel is a basement hardcore band that is one of the bigger hardcore bands in America. Think about this, Tom. Triple B is putting out the Spy LP, and also has an exclusive color of the new Laid to Rest release. Right. So mm. I mean, I think everybody's eating. It's not. There's no. There's nothing lying in wait that would like take some of the the shine off of what's happening because like all all genres are like it's mixed now you can go see like you can go see tsunami tsunami and spy did the tour together i i yeah uh, hold on tom i'm i'm with you but this is uh with full respect for tsunami who i don't think would argue with what i'm saying they are heavy in a tongue-in-cheek sort of way i'm not trying to paint them as a joke band or whatever i it's just how can I f- say this in a way that is um, uh, acknowledges that what they're doing is valid and fun, but also highlights the fact that it's it's not actually goonish. Do, do you, you know what I mean? Like it, it's a different thing. It's heavy. There's no doubt, and it's for moshing. There's no doubt, but it's not. Um, it's it's. Are, am careful I talking? Wording, to- careful wording. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, <laughs> like no. Here's the thing: you're saying you're saying it right. Tsunami has all the 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 walks like a duck, talks like a duck, quacks like a duck. But maybe it feels like the duck is winking at us too. Well, well right? uh, uh, let me say it like this: they they knowingly, hey, this is for fun, hundred pounder, 
you're welcome up front. This is for fun. You know what I mean? Like, and I, again, I like the stuff that's resorting in broken orbital orbitals. I like that, but uh, it's different. It's just, we got to acknowledge that it's different. Well, so sure, sure, sure. And uh, that uh, I would say there's probably a good shot. Somebody could get pretty hurt at a tsunami show. Um, no doubt. But using but, them right now, though, in this conversation, that's why I didn't use them. Tsunami is also on triple Bay. Uh, laid to rest, I think, does have some of the attributes that you are saying maybe spy uh, that tsunami doesn't. Yes, that's correct. Right, and uh, you're not saying that in a detrimental way. You're saying it. I grew up in Albany. I kind of like that stuff for some reason, despite the fact that uh, I spent most of my life as a 120 pound soaking wet. Yes. So now uh, you're a healthy 160, you know, uh, <laughs> thick boy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a thick boy, but uh, yes, that is exactly to say that there is. Uh, a vibe, right? Is that fair? Like, sure, but but I'm, you're kind of let's not use the exception uh, to try to undermine the rule because what we're saying is that there is lanes for almost all this stuff. Like, okay, what are the underrepresented sounds right now in the like right right now moment? Uh, we've identified the like straight up uh, cargo shorts hoodie uh, finger pointing hardcore, not having a moment. Screamo, I think there's some things burgeoning there, but it's yeah, certainly are. not hot like it was 13 no. years ago when that stuff broke big. Um, I'm waiting to see what happens in that world. I think it's going to be interesting. That's actually a world I'm, for having such little historic interest in it, I have speculative interest in it right now. Um, sure. But I, I don't know. That's so So sonically, I don't see what the rebuttal is other than uh, potentially super political, Tom, you made the mention of basement stuff. Like the super ethos, that is the only thing I could see trying to come in and wedge a divide. Does that jive with how you see younger people care at all? I don't. I don't see super ethos of like hardcore 95 being something that would come in uh, to hardcore 2024. Right. There's no born against, uh, you know, there's no 2023 born against against the the 2023 version of sick of it all. Right. And there's there's no uh, sit down hardcore shows circa there's like no 93, 94. Right. No, nope. there's no there's no ABC, no Rio. Um, there's bands who could push back and I could see it being like, hey, this doesn't feel right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But I also don't know, like... Can I say something, though? Please. Everyone that's winning is so unbelievably fucking likable. Right. Yeah. Like, back yeah. in the day, like, everyone that popped, like, in, in other times, you'd be like, man, fuck that dude. Like, someone had something to say. It was inevitable, right? There was... Literally, AN no had their right. moment, and there was somebody who was hating on it. The locking yeah, out someone on the game, and there were people... On. Right, that's right. Locking out had their moment, and there were people <laughs> who were mad at it about immediately. Like, every little sect had different things that 
got you know people started punching down as soon as they were big enough to. Right. Um, no one's going like, man, that guy Sammy or that dude, fuck or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no one's mad at Brendan. You know, from turns out, no one's mad at fucking Isaac. No one's mad. like, they're like, oh yeah, you meet these dudes and they're all like, hardcore kids that just like happen to win. So no, there's no, like, you can't be that. The only people that are salty are like 40 year olds. Like no one, younger people are not salty about any of the success. Right. Yeah. 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 The younger people are just waiting for the old heads to die off. <laughs> like the, and I don't mean that the old heads who are active or interested or supporting the dusty complainers. They're just waiting for the dusty complainers to go away. Um, well, I put it out to the audience a bit to see what they thought was contributing to making hardcore thrive or if they dissented what was not so we could share some of that um and kind of touch base on this so i got some i got some answers i'd like to hear your your thoughts on some of these you ready let's go uh do you guys think that moshing videos spread by algorithms are helping uh hardcore be um thrive like barstool sports retweets sort of shit. Apparently so. I guess. I guess that's what this person means. Uh, it helps fill, so. fill a room. It does help fill. Okay, so yeah. what Tom is saying, without oh. saying it, is that there's a lot, a lot of casuals that shows at the moment. That's true. All right. Yeah, you actually told a little story about that of a casual who, uh, uh, by all accounts, sounded like their experience to seeing one of the bands was quite new. So, um, okay. Uh, the fact that there is more inclusion, we are not hearing only white cis male opinions. Um, I mean, that's, yeah, that's undeniable, undeniable right now. Yeah. yeah. And that's honestly, right. can I, can I speak off the cuff? Please. Feels like it is normalizing that, like that is becoming the expectation now. As opposed to this weird, awkward place we were like five years ago, yeah. where there was a burgeoning thing of that. And I don't want to say there was pushback. There no. was a lot of acceptance, but that was a new thing. And now it no, feels it, like it's not a brand new thing. So, Bob, it wasn't pushback. It was a complete inability to frame in a in a normal way where people didn't embarrass themselves by, <laughs> by being like, like the person that the person that had to highlight how different a voice was for it to be valid. That's right. Do, do you know what I'm saying? That's like right. it was, yes. it was a, it was a very goofy moment where people that were well-intentioned were still looking in some respects as bad as, as maybe the close minded because they did not know how to, I guess what you would, I guess like the way that people use the term, they did not know how to center those voices. Sure, a highlight to highlight to to do that in a way that felt uh, natural and organic, as opposed <laughs> yeah. to just like you must see this, and it's like wait, that feels weird, and now and now uh, those voices are prominent enough and integrated in a way that is really cool. I, I hope people are catching the energy with which I'm saying that. Um, it's it's really cool. It's really cool that. It doesn't feel like a put on when I see some of the the ways people are putting out for that, and it's it's just cool. So shout out, I strongly agree. Um, younger bands and a ton of old heads being involved again uh, is that helping hardcore thrive? Yo, uh, interesting, interesting purview, right? The blending of age groups, I think so. Oh, uh, I mean, at these uh, just use these drain shows as a reference. 
some genuine old heads uh, that aren't that aren't out. They're not vibing like the like. I mean, they're not trying to vibe out anybody. It's been a nice. It's been a nice thing to have like you know some proper <clears throat> older crossover fans. Some some of whom, a couple fifty year old dudes at a bunch of Northeast shows, which is not crazy for the Northeast, by the way, everybody. No, but not it, at all. But it is uh, to see them stage diving along with a 20 year old. It's cool. It's a good vibe. The very next response, the younger bands and a ton of old heads being involved again, young bands, young kids and old heads staying out of the way. <laughs> I guess so. Tom, where are you at on that? What young bands like old heads staying out of the way? Well, so we had two responses back to back. Um, yeah, younger bands no, and a ton like. of old heads being involved again. Yeah, and then young bands, young kids, and old heads staying out of the way. Um, I think where yeah, where, where do you fall on that? I, it's 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 more nuanced than than those two things. I think. I mean, I think there's room for both the old head and the young person. It's obviously a youth-driven scene, yeah. But I think like there's room for like the old heads that are there for the right reasons. So you you, think, you nailed it right there, yeah. I mean, honestly, you know what I mean. Like sometimes you have to like shut the fuck up and like let the young people rock, you know, and like make sure that you're you know there's things to be said like you know for older folks that have like have more experience and can kind of help guide certain things or like you know. Or, I mean, I mean, it doesn't happen as much now, but, like, there were times that, like, the old band brought the crowd that the young kids, young bands were playing in front of. Sure, Would sure. help them kind of grow the younger band. Like, that reunion boom, and I'm just thinking this all the time ahead, mm-hmm. like, that reunion boom of that, whatever that time period was. Yeah, somewhere 2010s or to 2016, it seems like every band got back together. Right, might have had a positive impact on what's happening right the fuck now. Huh. Mm. Like a long term. Right. Like, all right, you know, I went to go see Judge, but then I saw so-and-so. I went to go see Indecision, and I saw Incendiary. Incendiary used to play. We used to play together all the time. Right. Like, that. I mean, it definitely opened fucking older people that may not have heard. I mean, they'd heard him now, but like mm. when it was like first LP or like whatever, like, yeah, you know, or like think about like, oh, backtrack playing with this band and this, like, I think you could probably, if you really thought about it, could find like a correlation between those shows where like it was the only thing that was drawing and keeping it going and putting, you know, these young bands on those. Like it it does no good if it's like Judge and their, you know, four bands that they're all friends with and everyone's over 50. It doesn't happen. Right, 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 right. But when it's Judge and younger bands. Sure. No. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I think that kind of like that helped get those younger bands in front of people that would never have seen them otherwise. And I think that's a big part of it. And I think people like shit on it now, but I think that was like a huge part of like maintain like hardcore maintaining and helping grow. Oh, this is fascinating. I, I agree with you in a lot of ways and I, I haven't thought about it in the way you're positioned it. Um, and I think you're, you're nailing some points and then I wonder about, just so in one, no, no, like I, I, I <laughs> no, because like there's there's things I, I agree everything you said, but then there's a few points where I'm like, okay, was so Judge was 100 percent bringing the older 
head, the older person who hadn't been to shows for a couple of years, maybe, or found themselves, whether they were at shows or not, found themselves a bit disconnected and brought them back in. And maybe somebody found something. I'm using Judge just because they're an easy one. Um, right. Or it could be fucking four punch, you know, with punch, punch, or, or, or it could be anyone, right? Yeah. Yeah. You um, know, like it could be anybody. And then I think about the flip energy because you mentioned like there was a time when older bands were taking younger bands on tour. And I mean, we're seeing that we're seeing, <laughs> it's funny, not older bands, current bands who are bigger, taking out smaller current bands and really popping them off. But there was a time where an older band would not just be bringing out the veteran person to see the young new band, but also young people who were more exposed to those old bands because they were just omnipresent, right? You know, yeah. Um, like, I mean, there was a time like opening for Sick of It All, right? Was as mu- as fucking good as you can do for hardcore, hate green or whatever. You were getting in front of people who loved Sick of It All and always loved Sick of It All, but also kids who had just discovered hardcore through Sick of It All, right. or, hate it all or hate breed, because yeah. the CD was in every store, so they got that and bop bop bop. Um, hmm. It's interesting because I agree largely. I also think. Those reunion that reunion period might have opened it up to older folks who older older whatever people who were disconnected from hardcore and got pulled back in and got to see and re reconnect and maybe experience some of those bands. The indecision incendiary example is a good one because I mean they would have been popping whatever like they would have been popping whatever they definitely would have been. But I guarantee you know somebody in front of who, who loved your band. Who hadn't? Who had been disconnected? Went. Oh shit! I gotta go. And maybe fell in love with Incendiary in a way that they put them right there next to their brought them back. Decision. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So um, there is a Can way that, that with Mind Force, mm-hmm. dude. The amount of people that have come out of the woodwork for Mind Force that are like, oh, I've been a show in ten years. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, but you know, if every band like that brings fucking fifty fucking barbers out of the woodwork. No, yeah. I mean, it, well, right. A thousand, people Brooklyn, a thousand people in Baltimore and a thousand people, you know what I mean? Then that's how this shit is happening. Right. Dude, the and fucking Brooklyn show was ridiculous. Like you couldn't walk anywhere. There was like amazing. more than a thousand. I don't want to say because, you know, in case the fire department, you know, got some years <laughs> on this. But. but they hit that fire code exactly on the note. Um, One less than the fire code. It was amazing. I don't know how they did it. Scamlin, <laughs> you're a genius. So so to me, yeah, it is interesting. That's a far, further conversation. But I... The uh, the other side is nobody wants Patrick. You can get on this. Nobody wants the older hardcore dude busting into a room like Captain America, who just uh, was, you know, thawed from the iceberg. You know what I mean? Like nobody wants them busting in the room, being like, "What's all this about? Oh, this isn't the way it used to be." Oh, no, 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 no. And I think I think that is slowly thankfully being put out to pasture mostly is that is that accurate in my experience i mean i'm a guy (laughs) fuck we're not doing a video one right now i wish i could send you a photo of me wearing this fucking hat that i got it looks like such i'm so obviously aging and look like i put on this fucking stupid hat to go bartend in Brooklyn. Is it like the five panel that you yeah, wore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, so- I, was gonna, I was gonna say like, yo, you look pretty good with the fucking hat on. I didn't think you would. You look like a younger, like, hey, I just went for a run and then hey, the show is happening. I'm gonna sing a couple of songs. I think I, I, think I look I think everybody has accurately uh, assessed that I look like Hello, a yo- man. Hello young people. 
Yes, mm. and and in a way that is like uh, very, very, uh, you know, like uh, Tom, you've seen a million of this in your life. Uh, maybe hardcore dude that is now a hip hop blogger because uh, he sure. got he got to a certain age, you know. <laughs> So that's my that's my current look. I'm a hip hop blogger that also uh, uh, bartends three nights a week. So anyway, uh, please put that on ba- your headstone. I'm a hip hop yeah, blogger so- bartends three nights a week. So back to uh, what I'm seeing out here in these uh, in these streets. Um, the uh, I'm not seeing a bunch of old head. Uh, hey, this is how it used to be, sort of way. And but a thing that I'm kind of always on the lookout for is does someone secretly mean that slash think that but feel like they can't say it because they have the good sense to know it's not the vibe right now oh yes yeah okay. that's, you know what? That's, that's fucking fine keep your shit to yourself i think there are those like old cranky dusty like i have an opinion and you know Turnstiles and hardcore. What the fuck is this? What is fucking drug church? You know, all the drug church. The Dusties love the drug church. I know. Um, but I'm saying, like, you know, people like that are like, what the fuck is this? It sounds like fucking 311. They exist, but they're all sequestered to a very small part of the internet. Mm. And it's like Facebook groups. Oh, sure. Wow. Like yeah, the 90s Facebook right. group is like where they're like, what the fuck is this? I used to listen to fucking Circle of Dead Children. I'm like, okay, cool, man. <laughs> you know, but like, I think, okay, Grandpa, let's get you back to the. Yeah, let's get you to bed, man. Like, you know, but I think they do exist, but like, they've been sequestered and their their voices are so minimal at this point that doesn't have any impact. Like, you know what I mean? Like, who the f- you know what I mean? It doesn't matter. You don't I want, exist. I want, I want better for them. I want better for their lives. Better ingredients. They should go, they should go to this tour. Better toppings. Better pizza, hardcore twenty twenty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, so the, I'm looking through. Someone said the internet. Um, yeah, the internet's been around for a long, long time now, though. So I'm not going to say that's helping answer. It is, but it's also been, you know, it's been around for too long to say that's just the internet. Um, are well, let me pitch this. Are people using? Is hardcore using the internet better than it had pre previously? I don't think so. Asking questions out loud. I think so. Think Only so? reason being because I think so many things have gotten memed. Okay. Okay. And have been able like have, like it's become content. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. Hardcore's become you know what I mean? so like young people content. like Oh, Jesus. You're not You wrong. know what I mean? I mean we to us it sounds like what the fuck it like clangs around in your ears, but like yeah. you know like, that's enough. That is somebody somebody in the Facebook groups are, are cluing in on that. Oh, hardcore's just yeah. content now. Oh, Oh, but I'm not saying it is, but I think they're able to use the internet because they're better at it. Oh, you know, that yeah. like like the dare clip of the stage dies or the fucking like there's so much stuff that becomes like memed and goes viral that like a kid may not sit down and watch a half hour video of a sh- of a set. Mm. But they see, you know, fucking Brody King like choking, choke slamming someone off the stage. And they're like, that looks kind of awesome. I'd like to try that. Yeah, maybe not getting choke slammed by Brody, but. But something else. I, I mean, the kid asked for it, and he did, and he, the guy, everyone was fine. That was it tied down. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm not, I'm not selling liability insurance to God's sake. I'll just say that. Um, yeah. You know what I mean, though. I think no, like I they're agree. able to kind of get these like 10 second, 30 second blurbs that like the pop, you know, that are, are essentially uh, fuck like it. hype videos. Yeah, like, yeah, fucking great. And I think that's how the internet has kind of helped in a way. 
I mean, it's different than years past, right? We're all 100 years old, and I get it, but like, I existed in a hardcore, like, hardcore bands in the internet age. It wasn't like, right, exactly right. You know, we didn't have everything that we had now, but like, the internet existed in 1996. Like, we all had, I mean, it was dial up and it was shit, but we had it. Yes. But I think it wasn't ever like this, the, the change in like kind of social media and all this stuff in the last 10 years or so, 15 years, have made a huge difference that like, you know, who no one used the internet in 1998 to be like promote their band unless it was like on like those weird messages. Like, well, it might have been on Rev. No, pe- yeah, people, oh, yeah, there was, uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was there was posts that were text based only, basically. Uh, I think I found a MIDI file of Start Today once. That was pretty exciting. Yeah, um, you know, like what <laughs> are we talking about? The mullet board? No, that's oh, that's way before, way before that. This is this a is MIDI, 90s file. MIDI files. Love a MIDI file. Um. There's hardly any exciting guitar music being created outside hardcore punk metal. Oh, largely true, in my opinion. Ask that again, or say that. There's hardly any exciting guitar music being created outside hardcore punk and metal. Uh, uh, some ignorance. You know, some ignorance. Like I, you know, but I, I try to pay attention to some other stuff, and there's not too much that's hitting my waves that I'm interested in. I'll say that. So. So indie music uh, really just lo- lost me completely on one of their waves. Uh, the, the, uh, kind of the, um, the, the, I don't know how to describe this. The, the comeback of, of, of kind of slacker indie. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it just completely pushed me away from the genre entirely. So, so that I am not currently up to date. Right. I'm sure that there's a lot of good stuff being made, but it's interesting. I'm sure this happens in hardcore all the time where uh, some trend or wave is just so not what you're on that you kind of lose touch with the thing that you really like. And then certainly by the time that like a trend that you could be fully on board with comes back, you're not plugged in enough to know. No, you You know know what? And I'm going to pull back actually. There's a bunch of um, kind of like Tom, a lot of the indie stuff that you like, um, like soft. Oh, sure. Like, you know, uh, the Beths, Julian Baker. Right, Boy right, right. And I think some that. of that's pretty good. Not all. Some I, I some I really lean into. And there's been a, a pop uh, pop. There's been a post punk like uh, bordering on new wave resurgence um, that is not all good. Most of it's not great, but there's been a few acts that have, have caught my attention that I've been interested in. So, uh, so there is some interesting stuff happening outside of it. But um, so, I, I, so to ask this question, what's helping hardcore thrive? I don't think it's being helped thrive because there's hardly any. Well, maybe that's just just not exciting. I, I mean, if you ask me, I can barely enjoy live music that isn't punk hardcore metal because i've been spoiled by it so exciting yeah it's there's there's nothing that can compare to hardcore or punk or metal in a live setting or even exciting as music yeah it's pretty exciting um i don't know that it means it's the only good stuff but exciting you know (laughs) um this one's for you both of you seems to be getting back to songwriting and not just competing for heaviest riffs you know uh, I wish I could agree with that. Uh, well, I agree with it. It's that not we're competing not, for heaviest riffs right now. That part I agree with. 
uh, my big beef with uh, a lot of new hardcore at say the it, moment say is it. no tracks. Um, we want the tracks, uh, folks. I want the tracks. Uh, this is not, hey, everybody, if you think I'm talking about you, I'm not necessarily. I don't know who the fuck you are. But I, a lot of stuff that I've listened to in the last year is uh, great in so many ways. Uh, talented people doing something that's cool or passionate people do that's doing something that's cool. Cause let's be frank, you know, not, not, it's easy to become a snob over years and years of listening to a thing, but you got to remember that some of my favorite bands are not good. You know, they're not, they're not excellent players. They just dialed into a real, uh, like a real chemistry amongst themselves and, and produce something remarkable or creativity uh, in the songwriting creativity and uniqueness doesn't mean uh, necessarily virtuosity of any type. Right. Yeah. So, but at this exact moment, I think there's a lot of bands struggling uh, with what is a song, you know? And uh, I think I've, I've thought about this a lot and I, I don't know what the conclusion is. I think possibly some of these people are coming from genres of music or styles that don't prioritize uh, traditional songwriting. Or, or, uh, at all right so like let's say that you are um everything has an influence right everything that you ex- uh, absorb as a young person is going to be regurgitated 10 years later when you're at a position to create something uh that can be yours right so let's say that you uh imprinted on uh the code orange right now uh, very, very possible, right? Because Code Orange, when did when did I think uh, totally possible? I mean, twenty thirteen to twenty sixteen range. That's very possible. Okay, so so yeah, I am King comes out, makes a deep impression on a lot of people. Um, uh, Code Orange is is very good at that type of heavy music, very good at it. Uh, but the criticism that a lot of people had of Code Orange is that their transitions didn't make sense to a lot of people's ears. And I'm I'm Mr. Transition. I like a transition that makes sense. And Code Orange got by for me because when they would hit, when they would hit a, a riff that was excellent, it really was excellent, and, and, and it would it would stick, right? Uh, but let's say that you you imprinted on that style of music, whether it be Code Orange, whoever it doesn't it really doesn't matter. It's just to say that there is a genre of music, or you could go ten years earlier than that and go to. I don't know, fucking fall of Troy or something, right? Like just, just something that is a thing that you would have been exposed to as a young person in a moment, et cetera. Well, right. if they don't teach you, if that stuff imprinted on you and it has, it transitions are not a strong point, then maybe when the time comes, you're not doing music with strong transitions yourself. Right. Uh, I think that there's a lot of people right now a lot of bands right now who are writing actually pretty good riffs and doing some good vocal stuff that I would never think of. And uh, some of them are doing it way better than I could if I tried, but the songs are just not there for me. And uh, I know that I said in a group chat, what the worst thing I heard in 10 years is I won't say it on this podcast ever. Cause I wish these people luck, even as I don't enjoy the record, but I was fucking gobsmacked by that shit. <laughs> I was, it slapped me in the face. It slapped me in the face like a fucking wet towel. I woke me up. I said, holy shit. Nobody in this band can write a fucking song with a gun pressed to the side of their head. Now, right. that's that's an extreme 
that's an extreme ver- extreme uh, example. But there's there's just a lot of a lot of people are struggling with song at this at this time. So yeah, I don't think they're competing for heaviest, but they're also not, they're also not entering a songwriting competition. Um, and you know, I, I I'm there's stuff I would like more tracks. I'd like more tracks. We need tracks. Um, bots. The ones who are doing it are doing it well, and I think there's a lot of people who are getting different different angles of it. And regardless of your preferred style, I do think that there's someone doing it mostly good right now. Tom, are there tracks right now? Um, yeah, not as many as I would like. That's yeah. probably not wrong. Um, <laughs> but it's trying I mean, to tracks say it in a nicer easy. way. Yeah, I know. Tracks are not easy. Tracks are not easy. You know what I mean? To come up with an LP's worth of tracks, kind of tough. Coming up with a seven inch worth of tracks can be tough sometimes, <sighs> dude. Absolutely. So I, I mean, <clears throat> I, I was thinking about this. I don't know if I, I don't think I said it on this podcast. Um, the Smiths, louder than bombs, their single collection, right? Right. Um, That's right. Like compilation kind of thing, right? Um, that was my introduction to the band. It's it's almost flawless. Like I, there might be a track or two I'd be like, yeah, you can bite that one, but uh, I'm, it's incredible. But then when I actually listen to the studio albums, there's a bunch of stuff that I like that I hadn't found on those singles. But if you said, hey, you can only keep one release, it's louder than bombs, no question. It's just what I'm taking. I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna lose some of my favorite songs. I lose unhappy birthday. I lose. Russian a push. I lose hand in glove. I lose songs that I love, love. But the Smiths, this borderline undeniable, qualitatively good band, didn't. Not all their LPs were tracks. You know what I mean? Like uh, they had tracks on there, but not every single one. So don't feel bad if you only got a couple songs, and maybe. Maybe this is the call for the return to some good singles here and there, and don't, you know, don't get stuck thinking you have to write whatever it is you have to write next. You can just put out some good songs. You got you got three good songs. Get those out. Make it work, please. Um, I'm gonna kind of scroll through a f- couple here quick. Um, hardcore be- uh, is hardcore thriving because smaller bands are able to tour. Hmm. That's interesting. I think that's a chicken <clears throat> or the egg. Yeah, I mean, only small band storing because it's hardcore thriving, probably. Yeah, yeah, right. And and hardcore might be thriving more because those bands are able to tour. So shout out to that. Um, is hardcore thriving because of the new metal audience crossover? Mm. I, I don't know. <laughs> here's, the, here's, crossover? here's the thing: new metal crossover has been happening for a decade now. Easy, right? Like like there sure. were kids wearing Slipknot shir- shirts at shows ten years ago. Not new. Um, not saying no. Would love for somebody to extrapolate on that a little more, but I, I don't think it's new. Um, not Twitter, LOL. Yeah, not Twitter. <laughs> That's right. Um, hardcore is thriving due to bands saying yes to new opportunities. Why not? Not a bad take. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. Although, it's a bad I'd be take curious. Either. Yeah, I mean, I'd be curious. Like, um, military gun doing that run with like Limp Biscuit or Scowl or whomever who did that, yeah, right, right. Um, Dying Wish did some, yeah, 
I would be curious, like, in, if there was any way to measure, like, did it make any difference? Like, it was awesome to be able to say you played Olympus, you played these insane fucking venues, you got to play the Garden or wherever else. But it did it make it any demonstrable? Like, cause I feel like, you know, like a big punk tour would probably gain you as many fans as playing in front of, you know, 12,000 Limp Bizkit fans. Mm. Oh, I don't know. I think that's an interesting question. PK. Uh, Drug Church currently talking about this because I think I mentioned to you fellas, there's a quite a big band that we just have a a rare line to. Yeah, we don't Coldplay. Have. We know Chris Coldplay. Martin, huge huge fan, big they, big churchman. You know, you never know if somebody has ever even heard you. So the fact that we have a line to this band that um, is going to be doing something big that that uh, you know, I just my bandmates would like to know that this band is aware of us at least, and perhaps would consider us for for a slot, whatever. Um, it was all it. yellow. <laughs> we talked about it today. Pat is opening the Oasis to- reunion tour. You've heard it here first. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm such just such a big fan. Cast no shadow. Um, yeah, let's go. We got to talk about uh, uh, Haley Williams telling uh, us not to vote for DeSantis. Um, so Patreon, patreon.com slash whatever our thing is. Go. Holy shit. Tom and I are going to, it's going to be a gang war. Um, so the, uh, uh, where was I at? The, uh, considering new metal bands, uh, considering, are, are you getting more fans? About oh, the oh, oh you asked, show? you asked, I think Tom asked, does it do more? Yeah. Um, versus just doing the small punk band tour, you know? Small uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of gaining you actual fans, there's no comparison doing. Uh, 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 look, I'm not even saying a small punk tour. Like, you know, no, no, no. no. no uh, look, no, let me say this. Chats, you going better off going out with like fucking five finger death punch. I'd say you better probably better go off going out with the chats. I, uh, I'll, I'll say this. I would have, while I don't get involved in the conversation uh, on what kind of music drug church is, I'm comfortable with whatever somebody arrives at. I uh, I thought that at this point every artist. <laughs> I thought well you know look, I just put it out there whatever no, people no, see no, it's not feel, that. Man. it's not that it's just uh well whatever it's it's a it's a self-aggrandizing conversation so I I don't want to have it but right, the right. adult pop punk let's go adult pop punk so so if I'm playing adult diaper pop punk uh <laughs> m- my thing is Jay's the Wikipedia uh, someone I would have thought that every hardcore kid in North America is not a fan of my band, but would be, um, like cognizant of it. Yeah. Cognizant, know the name. Right. And on this drain tour, finding out otherwise, like we are playing in front of a new human being that I can look, when I look in their eye, I can see there is no look of recognition in this fucker's face at all. Yo, how good is that? That's such good feeling on a tour like this. Oh, it's the best. It's all you could ask for. Oh my God. Exactly um, right. Two more, and then we'll we'll switch over here. Um, the baseline quality of bands is seemingly higher. I think yes. I think yes. I'm waiting for more tracks, but I think the baseline, the Mendoza line, has been pushed up. Uh, yeah, it's over. It's like 225 now. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's up. I think we're stocks are trading 100%. higher than they were. Two, three years ago, five years ago, ten years ago, for sure. In my book, uh, we're we're seeing a nicer baseline. Um, I mean, as it should be. Yeah. Oh, you hope, but but we. 
I think it's fair for us to acknowledge that we've seen some regressions in times um, and some fallow times. Uh, so it's okay to acknowledge when it seems the, like the market is doing better in a quality wise that there's just the average, the baseline is just better. I, I, I appreciate that. Um, the hardcore adjacent bands are so good that more people are finding a gateway like me. Yo, love this take. Wow. Because I also think what this person might not be acknowledging here and that we don't really acknowledge that often. There's the idea of what like an adjacent to hardcore band. There's been this over the years for quite a while. But over the past few years, they've been better. Both in a way that hardcore kids are more interested and people who aren't into hardcore are, are interested and are using this as a gateway. Uh, this might be the low-key, like, why has hardcore been having a moment? Why has hardcore been getting media features? Why is this something that's like, oh, hardcore is kind of cool right now? Uh, this is why. Thoughts, feelings? Yeah, and I think it's this and the diversity of people yes, and bands. Yeah. Yes, correct. Are the reasons why we've gotten, you know, like, like the New York Times is not writing about like whoever fucking Kill Your Idols sure. or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, like a great hardcore band. Nobody was talking about any of any bands in the back then. If someone like mentioned got mentioned in like Rolling Stone once, it was like, holy shit, you better cut that out for your mom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but PK, but I think, yeah, these bands have gotten so are so fucking good, yeah, that yeah. it draws people in, yeah. Like, I, I think that I think that very indie folks could listen to Fiddlehead and go, Oh, this is cool. I think that very, yo, I think an Imagine Dragons fan could listen to Drug Church and think, Wow, this is cool. <laughs> Thank you. So I much. wish this guy worked out like the guy from Imagine Dragons, God, but still. I know, I know. Um, but no, I mean, I, I really mean that is that there's a quality, there's a quality both on how it sounds, the <clears throat> the holistic feel of it, like the this isn't too rough to my ears style um, that all leads to this access point to a world of music that many people were unfamiliar with. Turnstile, same thing. Like, like Turnstile, like, uh, listen to the difference. The sonic differences between Glow On and Time, Time and Space are not massive until you hear some of the slight production tweaks. Really, uh, give a couple of those songs headphones listens, and you can just hear like, oh, that is a bigger room sound. Oh, that is a choice to have a more pop accessible sound. Uh, more mainstream accessible sound. And that's not, I'm not negating that. I think Glow On's a great record, but you can hear those choices being made um, that opens a door for a lot of people to walk through. Pat, you had something? Uh, yeah, the adjacent stuff is written about nonstop and it's always written about, as we've kind of maybe shitted on a little bit, it's always written about within the context of hardcore. And <clears throat> I do not know if that's necessarily accurate, uh, but it is doubtlessly helpful. Uh, I'm kind of curious, does it blow up in our face a tiny bit? Uh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe, uh, 
people have uh, not unrealistic, perhaps, but maybe incorrect expectations of hardcore. Mm, uh, that's possible. That's an interesting. You know? That's an interesting pullback. Uh, let's let's wrap up on this last one. I want your both of your very strong convictions here. Hardcore is thriving because of enthusiasm, camaraderie, good bands, good shows, Taco Bell. Uh, motherfuck Taco Bell. Yeah. Um, unless they want to sponsor us and give us vegan those vegan things. Um, I don't know if there's camaraderie. I mean, I guess there is some. But the rest I agree with. Yeah, just take uh knock Taco Bell off it. 